Hello, friends. It's already Friday afternoon. This is Sabbath Moods on Faith FM, a broadcast of the Rockingham Seventh-day Adventist Church in Western Australia. My name is Erickson. I'm the pastor of the Rockingham Church, and I bid you welcome to another of our weekly broadcasts. May God bless you as you listen to the songs and to the message that I will share with you today. Thank you for joining us, and stay tuned until the end. Let's pray. Dear Father, you have given us another opportunity to spend the next hour here together on Sabbath Moons. And I just want to ask you, please, to take this broadcast and speak directly to this person's heart, that soul who needs to hear a word from you today. Give that person a sense of hope and peace and remind them that you love them and that you have a plan for their lives. And may they respond to your truth I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Friends, today's message is entitled, The Big Truth. But first, let's listen to this song of praise entitled, Worthy is Your Name. Through all creation we are told of your 
Welcome back. Most of us might have heard of a famous American cyclist who repeatedly told the American nation and indeed the world, stone-faced, that he had never cheated. He had never doped. Millions believed him. They trusted him. He was their hero, their role model, their champion. And then, caught red-handed, he was forced to change his tune. It turns out it was all a big lie, one of the biggest lies in human history. In 2012, two Pakistani fast bowlers from the sport of cricket were involved in a betting arrangement and deliberately bowled no balls, illegal balls, at specific points in the match. Now, for a while at least, it led cricket fans the world over to question the integrity of what they were seeing on the field of play. It was all just one big lie. And I can tell you about a, a one-time American investor who is now serving jail time for his giant Ponzi scheme of a financial empire. His name was big in the Caribbean from where I come, with banking establishments in Antigua, and Venezuela, Mexico, and huge sponsorship of 2020 cricket. He built a magnificent cricket complex right next to the airport in Antigua, which I've seen. He also financed a regional commuter airline on which I flew several times while I lived in the Caribbean. It turns out again that it was all one big lie. So it raises the question, can you trust anyone anymore? Can you? How about your spouse, your boss? How about your religious leaders, your pastor, your priest? How about your state premier or the country's prime minister? How about the police, the ones who are supposed to protect and serve you? Can you trust anyone anymore? Well, I'm going to share with you one of the most famous promises ever made. This promise is either one big cosmic eternal lie or it's the best news we've ever heard. And here it goes. John chapter 14, Gospel of John in the Bible, chapter 14, verses 1, 2, and 3. It says this, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, so that where I am, you may be also. 
I think we need to start off by thinking. In a world where some of the biggest stage players in sports, in business, in government or religion have turned out to be unworthy of our trust, is this promise a setup? Are we in for a disappointing cancellation by the promise maker? Are we about to discover that this is all one big hoax, a rope made of sand? Can we afford to trust this promise? And if yes, what are the implications for us? I'm not going to answer immediately. I'm going to come back to answer these questions after the next couple of musical items. So stay tuned. First, here's an instrumental entitled Jesus is Coming Again.
You're listening to Sabbath Moods on Faith FM 88.0 in Rockingham, Western Australia. Today we're talking about the big truth. Jesus is coming. And so we have another item called Jesus is Coming, an a cappella special. Stay tuned. I'll be back after this song. Jesus is coming and it won't be long. It won't be oh, long. Happy day when all the saints get home. Rejoice, rejoice, shout hallelujah and proclaim. Jesus is Lord, the King of Kings. Jesus is Lord, the King of Kings. Well now, Jesus is coming and it won't be long. It won't be long. Happy day when all the saints get home. Rejoice, rejoice, shout hallelujah and proclaim Jesus is Lord, the King of Kings Jesus is Lord, the King of Kings Are you ready for that day When He comes to claim His own I can't wait to be called away And to hear Him say well done! Jesus is coming and it won't be long. It won't be oh, long. Happy day when all the saints get home. Rejoice, rejoice, shout hallelujah and proclaim. Jesus is Lord, the King of Kings. Jesus is Lord, the King of Kings. In the twinkling of the night, He'll be back for me and you. And the dead in Christ shall rise to begin life anew, anew. Jesus is coming and it won't be long. It won't be long. When all the saints get home, rejoice, rejoice, shout hallelujah and proclaim, Jesus is Lord, the King of Kings, it won't be long, Jesus is coming and it won't be long, it won't be long, happy day when all the saints get home, rejoice, rejoice, shout hallelujah and proclaim, Jesus is Lord. The King of Kings I Rejoice, 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 rejoice Jesus is Lord The King of Kings I Rejoice, 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 rejoice Jesus is Lord The King of Kings I Rejoice, 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 rejoice Jesus is Lord The King of Kings Yes, indeed, Jesus is coming. Welcome back to Sabbath Moods. We've heard of significant people who have disappointed us by the lies that they have told, and we've questioned whether there is anyone that we can still trust. Now, Jesus made the promise to return, as is recorded in John chapter 14, verses 1 to 3. And we're about to answer the questions, is this promise a setup? Are we in for a disappointing cancellation by the promise maker, Jesus? Are we about to discover that this is all a hoax, a rope made of sand? Can we afford to trust this statement? Friends, today I wish to declare my wholehearted belief that this promise is indeed the greatest promise made to humanity in the last 
2,000 years. This promise is the one event toward which all humanity is marching, whether they know it or not, and whether they believe it or not. On this promise hangs our destiny as a race and our hope as a people. In fact, if Jesus is not coming again, this radio ministry and this broadcast is pointless. It really makes no sense. We might as well pack up and go home. The first interesting thing we discover about this promise is that Jesus was not the first person to speak about his own return. No, he was not. His return was prophesied way back in antiquity. In fact, seven generations from Adam, the first human, we find a man named Enoch who predicted it. The book of Jude, chapter 1, verse 14, says this, And Enoch, the seventh from Adam, also prophesied to these, saying, Behold, the Lord came with myriad of his saints to do judgment against all and to rebuke all the ungodly of them concerning all their ungodly works which the ungodly did. And concerning all the hard things ungodly sinners spoke against him, now, throughout the Old Testament writings, we find numerous references to the return of Jesus. In fact, one scholar has estimated that there are about 1,845 references to Christ's second coming in the Old Testament. I'm going to share with you just a few of them today. Job chapter 19, one of the oldest books known. Job chapter 19, verse 25. It says this, I know that my Redeemer liveth, and that he shall stand at the last day upon the earth. Got it? And after I shall awake, though this body be destroyed, yet out of my body shall I see God. So Job looked forward to a time when his Redeemer would stand at the last day upon the earth. Listen to Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah, chapter 25, verses 8 and 9 says this, He will swallow up death in victory, and the Lord will wipe away tears from all their faces. And the rebuke of his people shall he take away from off all the earth, for the Lord has spoken it. And it shall be said in that day, Lo, this is our God, we have waited for him, and he will save us. This is the Lord, we have waited for him, we will be glad and rejoice in his salvation. Again, the prophet Daniel, Old Testament prophet, chapter 2, verse 44, says this, In the time of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that will never be destroyed, nor will it be left to another people. It will crush all those kingdoms and bring them to an end, but it will itself endure forever. So Jesus didn't somehow invent this prediction that he would return to earth. He was only confirming what had been said about him for thousands of years. Isn't that remarkable, friends? Now, the thing that happens with us humans is that if someone makes us a promise, we usually want to see it happen right away. And the longer we have to wait, the more we're tempted to feel that it's not going to happen. That's the problem. The longer the wait, the less interested, excited, or expectant we tend to be. The longer we wait, the more distracted, careless, and skeptical we become. And oh there, are we waiting long? It's nearly 2,000 years since he went away, isn't it? 
2,000 years of believing that Jesus is coming and he hasn't showed up. Oh, he can't still be coming, some might say. So the challenge for us in 2017 is to remain focused, to keep our eyes on the vision and our hearts on the promise that he will come again. I'm going to come back to continue talking about this after the next song, which says, keep your eyes on the prize. Stay tuned. But one truth we can't rely on God created, sent His Son And set us free All the rest is but interpretation And only in His grace Can we believe Keep your eyes on the
Sabbath Moods on Faith FM from the Rockingham Seventh-day Adventist Church in WA. Let's take another one. This is an instrumental. It's called Will Jesus Find Us Watching? music to inspire you here on Sabbath Moons. So, we were saying before the musical break that it's been nearly 2,000 years since Jesus went away. 2,000 years of believing that he's coming back and he hasn't showed up. Could he still be coming? So the question for us in 2017 is to stay focused, to keep our eyes on the vision and keep our hearts on the promise. Now, Jesus knew that we would be facing this challenge. And being the master teacher that he was, he tried to warn us about it by using several stories. One of the best-known stories is found in Matthew chapter 25. It's the account of ten maidens who were invited to an evening wedding, which was the norm in the Near Eastern culture in those days. The bridegroom with some close friends left his home to go to the bride's home where there were various ceremonies, followed by a procession through the streets to his home. Now, Many times the bridegroom would tarry or delay at the home of the bride, and it would be late before he went to the place of celebration. 
And yet, those young women were to remain alert with their lamps burning, no matter what time or how late the bridegroom and his company came by. The ten virgins may be bridesmaids who have been assisting the bride, and they expect to meet the groom as he comes from the bride's house. Unfortunately, in Jesus' story, the Bible says that the bridegroom was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. But five of them had taken along some extra oil, while the others hadn't. So when it was finally announced that the bridegroom was coming, ah, some were ready and others were not. Friends, when Jesus told that story, he was not just entertaining his audience. He was trying to teach them and us a very important lesson from real life. And what was that point? Ah, he is coming. That's the point. He's coming. We don't know when, but he is coming. We don't know God's timetable. But let's not get down to thinking, hey, this thing is taking really long. Maybe it's not going to happen after all. Remember this always. Remember this, a lesson of life. Delay does not mean cancellation. Did I say that right? Yeah, I'm going to say it again. Delay does not mean cancellation. Jesus has not yet returned, but he sure has not changed his mind. By the way, that delay is only according to human thinking. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 37, Just a little while longer, and he who is coming will come and will not delay. We are also told in 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 8 and 9, the following, Dear friends, don't forget that for the Lord, one day is the same as a thousand years, and a thousand years is the same as one day. The Lord isn't slow about keeping His promises, as some people think He is. In fact, God is patient because He wants everyone to turn from sin and no one to be lost. Jesus did not just tell stories. Jesus gave a very clear warning in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 21, verses 34 to 36. He says, be careful, be careful not to let yourselves become occupied with too much fishing and drinking and with the worries of this life. Or that day may suddenly catch you like a trap, for it will come upon all people everywhere on the earth. So be on watch and pray always that you will have the strength to go safely through all those things that will happen and to stand before the Son of Man. And elsewhere Jesus said, Therefore watch, for you do not know either the day or the hour in which the Son of Man comes. That's according to Matthew chapter 25 and verse 13. Friends, Jesus left little room for doubt as to the truth of his second coming. In his discourse on the Mount of Olives, recorded in chapter 24 of Matthew, he posted a lot of signposts all along the road of time, all pointing to his return. Elsewhere, Bible authors such as Paul and Peter have added to the list of signposts. And here are some of the signs that have been left for us in the Word of God. There are signs in the religious world, deception by false teachings, false revivals, and false messiahs. All these will happen. Signs in the political world. 
wars, rumors of wars, shaky peace treaties and alliances, signs in the natural world, famines, pandemics, earthquakes, storms, catastrophic events, signs in the social world, moral and spiritual decline, the rising tide of evil, as well as economic failure. But the ultimate sign, friends, is that the good news of Jesus will be preached to all the world as a testimony for all nations. Yes, that's right. The goodness of Jesus will be taken to the remotest corners of the globe, shining light amidst the darkness, bringing hope to millions of people still living without hope and preparing them for the coming of Jesus. And then, and then, the end will come. Be blessed now as you listen to a song called A Place Called Hope.
This is Sabbath Moods on Faith FM, coming to you from the Rockingham Seventh-day Adventist Church in WA. Our topic today, the big truth. Jesus is coming again. Matthew 28 verse 14 gives us the ultimate sign in relation to this big truth. It says, and this gospel of the kingdom, or the good news, will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. Of course, it also lists a number of other pointers to Christ's return. Jesus himself declared that there would be signs in the religious world, signs in the political world, signs in the natural world, as well as signs in the social world. But the ultimate sign is that the good news goes to the entire world, and then the end comes. Well, here's the question that naturally follows. Are these things happening? My answer is allowed Yes. Now let's be clear here. These events have always been taking place. Indeed, many of them have been happening for centuries. So, what's the point? Well, the point is, the point is that as we draw closer to the coming of Jesus, they will occur with greater frequency and intensity than ever before. And that's the point. That's why Jesus used the analogy of labor pains when a woman is about to give birth. It never stays at the same level. It gets stronger and stronger. It gets more and more frequent, more and more intense as the actual moment of delivery draws closer and closer. Make sense? So I ask again, are the prophecies being fulfilled? Are they happening? Yes, they are. Just as Jesus said they would, yes, they are, with greater frequency and intensity as his coming draws nearer. So, friends, we're not looking at the biggest lie ever told, or the biggest setup ever made. We're not looking at some athlete who looks the world's camera in the eye and say, I have never, or I will never. Or in the famous words of a former American president, read my lips. No, we're looking at the biggest truth concerning where this world is heading, whether people believe it or not. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 37, just a little while longer, and he who is coming will come and will not delay. You don't have to look far, my friends. Just look around you, in your community, see what's happening. And if you don't see enough, turn on your television and turn on your radio. You will see what's happening. It will all remind you that it can't be far away now. The coming of Jesus is getting nearer and nearer. So let's get back a little to the issue of the delay. God had made a promise to Adam and Eve, first human beings, way back in their first home in Eden, that the woman's seed or descendant would crush the serpent's head, and that's the devil. We understand this to be the first announcement of a coming deliverer, and it was made almost at least 4,000 years before it actually happened. Can you imagine people living all through the time of the Old Testament looking for that promised Messiah who just didn't show up? He never came, as far as they were concerned. Thousands of mothers and fathers kept hoping that their baby would be that promised one, but in vain. 
While God's people suffered under the yoke of oppression from the Egyptians, the Canaanites, the Assyrians, the Babylonians, the Medes and Persians, the Greeks, and finally the Romans, as they saw those foreign powers trampling down their land, destroying their economy and their system of worship, as they saw the tide of evil rising around them, they must have wondered, is the Messiah really coming? If he is, how long? How long do we have to wait? And I can imagine that many others must have stopped hoping, stopped believing, and stopped looking for his coming. The scoffers and the mockers were saying, Ah, forget it. There is more hope for a rooster to grow teeth than for the Messiah to come. Stop wasting your time believing in this nonsense. Forget it. Go about your lives. But the Bible says in Galatians chapter 4 and verse 4, When the fullness of time came, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman. Just like he promised way back in time. When the fullness of time came, in God's calendar there is something called the fullness of time. He always does things in the fullness of time, on the appropriate time, at the right time. And at the right time, friends, Jesus will come. Truth be told, that time is drawing nearer and nearer and nearer. We, we should not simply say Jesus will come again. Rather, we should say Jesus is coming again. And as you go through the next few days, weeks, and months, when someone asks you, what's the news? Tell them that Jesus is coming again. In that way, we can keep the vision in focus and keep the promise in our hearts. So friends, what's the news? I answer, Jesus is coming again. Stay tuned. How sweet are the tidings that greet the pilgrim's ear As he wanders in exile from home Soon, soon will the Savior in glory appear And soon will the kingdom come Savior comes to reign, comes to reign, comes to reign. 
Sabbath Moods on Faith FM. He's coming. Yes, Jesus is coming. And that's the biggest truth. The biggest truth. Now, here's the biggest question. Are you ready for his coming? Hey, do you want him to come? Many people today, and I dare say even some Christians today, would rather that he didn't come. They don't want his coming to spoil their big plans or interrupt their dreams. Do you want him to come? If so, are you ready? The big question. I want to end today by inviting you to reaffirm with me your faith in the Lord's promise. Let's take a look back at John chapter 14, verses 1 to 3. It says this, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God? Believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, so that where I am you may be also. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for this promise that Jesus made before he went to heaven. We believe that this promise is true. Although people may make promises that disappoint us, that turn out to be lies, ropes of sand, we trust Jesus' words. We trust his promise. And we look forward to his return. As we see the signs all around us, help us to remember that his coming is soon. Help us also to remember that we should be ready and to help others be ready for his soon coming, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen.
Hour you have been listening to Sabbath Moods, a broadcast of the Rockingham Seventh Adventist Church in Western Australia. Thank you for tuning in. I hope that this broadcast has been a blessing and an inspiration to you. I hope that you've been reminded of this one truth Jesus is coming again, and that you're determined by God's grace to be ready for His coming. If you would like to learn more about this teaching, please write to me. My email address is ericsonfabian at adventist.org.au Let me just spell that for you. E-R-I-C-K-S-O-N-F-A-B-I-E-N There you go. I'll be happy to hear from you. The Rockingham Seventh-day Adventist Church building is located at 21 Wanley Street in Rockingham. Our postal address is P.O. Box 368, Rockingham, WA 6168. We have a website, rockingham.adventist.org.au as well as a Facebook page, Rockingham Seventh-day Adventist Church. We have a full message service where you can leave us a message, 476 
We meet every Saturday mornings from 9.15 for Bible study, worship, and fellowship lunch. We also have a small group Wednesday evening Bible study meeting and prayer, which starts at 7 o'clock. Please feel free to join us at any of those times. It'll be great to see you there. Here's your invitation to join me next week at the same time right here on Faith FM for another edition of Sabbath Moons. Until then, this is Pastor Erickson saying, may God bless you and keep you. Take care. Bye-bye.